Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show, hour number three, rolling along today. Boy, today is flying by. I don't know about you, but it's flying by. Flying by. Just is. Uh, going back to Chris uh, from Brookfield, who was on the line with us before we went to the top of the hour. And I, I apologize for cutting him short, but we were near the top of the hour break. Uh, and he was talking about how Rodgers and LaFleur basically reverted out back to the Rodgers, you know, offense and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, blaming Murphy. Um, a lot of layers to that. I, I don't know. I, uh, you know, I know in many people's eyes, perception becomes reality. I don't know what really happened behind closed doors. So I don't want to. I don't want to say this is what it is. I do know the offense changed. It looks different. It looks. I hate to use the word predictable, but there was many times this year that I could say this is what they're going to do, and sure enough, second and short, third and short. You know, they're going to run a crossing pattern. They're going to run a couple of guys underneath. They're going to sit in shotgun, fake handoff, and then they're going to go deep, and that's what they did quite often. You know, in the old days, you could do that, so to speak, because you had that, you, you had, you know, as Greg Jennings and James Jones and Jordy Nelson have all explained, that you, you always had a matchup that was going to win. And that's what Rodgers liked. He liked to have that matchup capability to say, you know, um, I know James can beat that guy on the outside. I know Greg can outleap that guy over there. I know Devontae's got that guy beat. He can do an inside-out move, and psh, off he goes. He, You knew that. I don't – you can't run that offense now because you don't know if Christian has the capability to get away from that guy or if Romeo across the middle is going to be able to do that. The only guy that you could rely on consistently would have been Randall Cobb, and he doesn't have the speed nor the height nor the leaping ability – to just be the mismatch consistently. You know what I mean? So that's why that offense doesn't seem to work as much as it used to. And I, I know it's about matchups, but th this is this is not Jordy and James and Greg and Donald and Jermichael and Devontae, and you go through the list of guys that he's had to, to, to play with. It's not the same group. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Matt LaFleur anything different than they don't know already, but that's the reason it just, it didn't, it didn't work right. Didn't look right. And it, it, it shouldn't be that way. And it, it was like, are you going to use AJ Dillon in those situations? Are you going to go a jumbo package? Are you, are you not? Why are you running wide? Which also told me he doesn't have a lot of faith in his offensive line. The inconsistencies in the offensive line, for as much as they got going in the middle of the season, they, and running the football became prevalent for this team to have success. But to me, if if you're not running behind your offensive line, you don't have faith in your offensive line. Quite frankly. So that became somewhat evident. And if I'm an offensive lineman, I'm looking at it as somewhat of a slight, saying, well, wait a minute, we're, we're second and two. We just need a first down and we get another set of downs. Let's, let's, you know, Hey, run right here, man, bring it, bring it. Let's do this. And they didn't have faith enough to do that. Not consistently. They didn't. So I, I think there was a lot of 
play calling inequities this year. And that falls on Matt LaFleur's head, regardless if it's Aaron or if it's Matt. Matt's the head coach. So as much as we, we can sit here, we can talk about Joe Barry and, and the defense, and we can talk about the inability to figure out that, you know, Amari Rogers wasn't the guy, and why is Keyshawn Nixon sitting there for almost the entire season? And then, oh, by the way, once you finally have, a, have, have had it with a guy that can't, can't return, can't, can't hang on to the football over and over and over and over and over again. I think it was like six fumbles, Amari Rogers, before they finally went, you know what, maybe we'll make a change. That falls on your head as well. That's embarrassing to be a head coach and not realize that, to have these kind of problems persist for a year and a half. That's embarrassing. And then to finally make the change and go, well, we're going to try this and go, holy crap, this guy's pretty good, and then sit up there and smile and go, yeah, nobody knew. What do you mean nobody knew? That, isn't that what your job is? That's embarrassing. I appreciate the admission because it's an honest moment, but, you know, all, all three phases had issues. Special teams were better. Mason Crosby was, you know, 49 and in. Mason Crosby was money, man. He was money. Your coverage, special teams, better, much better. Your punter, better. The system, better. Everything was better. You had one or two gaffes. You had the punt blocked and such. But for the most part, special teams, boy, if I'm going to go from the D minus they had last year, I'm probably going to go with a solid B to B plus this year. A lot about it was better, but not. But, but the Amari Rogers thing, mind boggling. So there's a lot there to kind of nosh on. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. I was asked, and I want to go back to this, it said, okay, so all of that being said, what would you do? If I were the head coach, I, I've told you what I would do. Um, I think if I'm Brian Gutekinst and I'm Matt LaFleur, uh, Mark Murphy to a certain extent, but I'm... Uh, like what I would do if your exit interviews are yesterday and today um, I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, Aaron is a different breed. We all know that. You, I, like I said, I go away. God, you know, Hey, look, I know it wasn't the season you wanted. It certainly isn't the way you wanted to go out if this is it. So why don't you go away? You figure out what you want to do. Stay in touch. If you need anything, I'm here. I'd love to talk to you. You know, I'd love to pick your brain, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but we're coming out. We're coming out. In the next week, we're going to set a date, about the next three, four weeks, and we're coming out. We're going to sit down and talk. You know? that's that. It starts with the quarterback because you got to figure out what you're doing. Uh, to me, I'm firing Joe Barry. I'm going on the hunt now for a defensive coordinator who is innovative, aggressive. I'm not saying crazy stupid, but I, I want – my guy's in the best position to be successful. And playing a soft zone and dying death by a thousand cuts is not cutting it for me. I'm firing Joe Barry today. I am going to have a real contemplation of the brain trust. Uh, offensively speaking, is Stenovich the guy? Do I bring back Nathaniel Hackett? 
I I talked to Tom Clements. Everybody, I, I'm I'm bringing them all in, and I, I'm gonna. You have to if. if my perception, if my perception is true, you got to wrap your arms back around the organization and say, no, 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 no. If I'm going down, I'm going down my way and I'm going down swinging. This passivity, it ain't cutting it anymore. That's it. And that's what I'm doing. And then that's going to set the tone going into the offseason, which will then set the tone going into the regular season going into the OTAs, going into the mini camps. And I'm emphatic with things. I'm emphatic with discipline. And I'm not, you know, I know many of you say, well, you know, you should cut these guys. And you're not going to cut first-round draft choices and second-round draft choices. You're not going to. What you're going to do is say, if it happens again, we will suspend you for two weeks without pay. You cannot commit these dumb penalties and do things to unpadded people and by that, I mean, you can't push trainers. You can't push coaches. You can't do – it's not you can't. You will never do it again. And if you do, you – I don't care how good you are, you will find yourself so buried on the bench, nobody will give you another contract. You can play your contract out here in Green Bay. You'll be inactive. I don't want you. You're going to sit on the bench, period. And you can bitch and whine and moan about it all you want. We own you. This is where the, oh, by the way, you are our guy. You're our property. But that's it. But those guys, like LaFleur said, they're not bad guys. They're not bad people. Even Mike Clemens and I talked about it on the way home. They're not bad people. But you cannot do that in heated moments. You have got to learn to keep your head. Period. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Yeah, I know. You'd have to go to the NFLPA and talk about it. But my my idea of a suspension would be, yeah, you get paid. Okay, great. You're going to be inactive. We're gonna we're not even going to make you active. There you go. Come to practice, do your thing. And the minute you don't come to practice, you bitch, whine, and moan about it, then it's a suspendable offense without pay. Otherwise, you just sit there, you get paid, you sit at the end of the bench, you do nothing. Because you have to wrap your arms back around the organization. And sometimes you have to have a shocking moment to have everybody wake up and take take notice. Uh, Jeff says, uh, I like the idea. I just don't know if LaFleur has the balls to do it. Well, that's, again, that's where you say that if you don't and things end up the same, you're out of a job. If you don't, look, if, if if he doesn't do it and things are successful next year and things turn around and everything really begins, you know, the, the young guys begin to really come on, uh, you get everybody back healthy, whatever moves they make in the offseason turn out to be positive, then so be it. Then your way works, and what we're looking at, what we've witnessed, uh, we're wrong about, I'm wrong about, I'll admit that, I don't have a problem with it. I've been wrong before, I'll be wrong again. I, okay, so what? But I know one thing, if it goes the exact same and it's the same milk toast manner and it's the same porous defense and it's the same soft zone coverage and it's the same poor play calling in crucial moments, <laughs> you're out of a job, dude, period, right? I'd be happy to eat my words, happy to. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do it again. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford. Mike, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Bill. 
Hey, listen, um, I want to. I was reading some stuff on the internet. Uh, some people were talking about the Packers, and there's something a guy brought up, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And I had thought about it during the year. We could probably say this is Rogers' worst year as a Green Bay Packer quarterback, and I do not believe for one minute that it's it's his age, it's a decline, his health, or anything like that. But I do think how much of this do you attribute to his thumb injury? Because that thing. Uh, I want to talk about this because I think it's huge. It's, it's huge for a, a, a couple of points here, and I'm going to make them real quick, and then I'm going to hang up and listen. The first thing is, if it is his thumb injury, okay, he's got all off-season to heal it, and we hope he comes back like he did the year before in 2021 or 2020, and he plays with his, in his, because his throws were off, uh, although he made some really deep throws, which doesn't make sense if, if his you know thumb was really hurt that bad. Uh, you can start to speculate and go around the carousel, think about how, how this happens, if it's this, if it's that. But uh, what, what's your feeling on this? Because here's the thing. If, if he's on a decline right now, the Packers would be smart to trade him right now, get the picks you could get for him, and go with Jordan Love. Uh, get two first rounds and a third or two first and a second. Because if he continues to digress next year into the second year of his contract, then you're going to have a hard time unloading them. And if he plays out his contract, you're going to pay out $100 million. You're going to pay him $50 million. And, and if he plays a second year, you know Love's not going to stick around. He's gone. So then you got to draft a quarterback. And if you're playing football purgatory and you're somewhere in the 15th, 16th round pick in the middle of the pack, then, uh, then you're, 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 going to, you're not going to get the quarterback you need. So I don't know. This, this is a real – could be a real screwed-up situation. But if it is a stump uh, – you know, I, I hope that's what it is, and he bounces back. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks for that. All right, buddy. Appreciate it, man. Um, I, I don't know after this season what Aaron Rodgers' value is. When you say two firsts and a second or two firsts and a third or whatever, I, I don't even know if that's the value right now. You know? Um, so that that's my first thought when you were kind of going through that my second thought is that as much as you want to talk about the thumb and i'm sure the thumb had some issues this season it didn't prevent him from flicking the ball off of the back foot to aaron jones and dropping it in the bucket it didn't prevent him from hitting robert tanyan on a crossing pattern in the end zone for a touchdown it didn't prevent him from throwing that deep pass to christian watson and it doesn't prevent him from forcing the ball to other receivers instead of going to the guys that are wide open. So I don't know what impact the thumb had on him this season. You know? I, I don't know. That's a great question. But I don't, after this season, going into the age of 40, do you think he's worth two firsts and a third? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, he's been counted out before, and he's bounced back in a huge way. I, I, I don't put anything past Aaron Rodgers. He's got that competitive spirit, and that's always going to be there. But I don't know if that's that would be what I would look at and go, oh, yeah, that's, that's what his value is. Russell Wilson um, probably hurt him in that regard. Yeah. And Matt um, Ryan, frankly. All those trades. What did they get uh, for Russell Wilson again? A first and a second and all the players? I'll go yeah. check. 
Yeah, it was a bunch of it was a, a couple of few really good players in a first and a second. So you're not going to get two firsts for Aaron Rodgers. You may get a first and a guy or two, but I don't think you're going to get two firsts. Two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. And the three players, Drew Locke and Noah Fant and oh a defensive God. lineman. Which makes that whole trade even more stupid. Two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth, <laughs> and players. And then you got to pay them. Yeah. Denver fell on their head when they made that deal. And Seattle, if you're Seattle and you're sitting on the phone and you're saying, well, let me see here, and they start saying it, aren't you hitting mute and laughing your ass off? Going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then you go, and then you turn your, turn your mute off for a second. You're like, well, we're going to think about it. And then they go, wait a minute, we'll throw in this player. And you hit your mute again. You're cracking up. You're like, oh, my God. And then they go, uh, okay, let's write it up. We'll, we'll, that's enough. Well, let's make that deal. And you write that thing as fast as you possibly can. As fast as you can, knowing what you know about Russell Wilson. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan was what, a third? If I'm not mistaken? I think a second more. or a third. It was it more a second or a third for Matt Ryan? I do know that the Falcons ate more dead cat money with yes. Ryan than the Packers would in theory if Rodgers yes. is traded. So yeah, it was yeah, boy. Yeah, a third. Uh, You're right. Uh, a third? Okay. I I thought it was a second at first and Pac fans said it was a third, so it was a, it was a third. Okay. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, you have the ability to go interest-free until 2029? What? What? Oh, what? But you got to call. You got to call. Go to PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI and uh, get this thing scheduled on the books, on the docket for the free in-home consultation and get the ball rolling right now before the end of the month because this is a deal unlike no other. I, this is probably one of their biggest deals ever. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Whether you want new doors, new windows, entryways, hardware you can pick, exterior, interior, beautification, value of your home, all that kind of good stuff, but now no interest till 2029? Are you kidding me? Huge news. Go to 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI, and get that deal on the books now, 855-PELLA-WI. And even if you don't end up doing it, so what? That's fine, but get it on the books now. 855-PELLA-WI because you don't want to miss out. Or go to PellaWI.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. This portion of the Bill Michael Show brought to you by Lisa Lee Ortel Real Estate. They can help you out with all your real estate needs. Find you the house, get you into it. They can also do some financing for you if you choose to go that direction. Condo, sell your home, whatever it happens to be, Lisa can help you out. I trust her. 414-617-6798. Call her anywhere, anywhere. Get a hold of Lisa. Follow her on Facebook as well. But her staff, uh, they're there to help. And I know right now, also, by the way, works a lot with veterans. Her husband uh, is a veteran, 
and a Vietnam vet and uh, was uh, not in the best of health. Uh, really good, good people. And she works a lot with the VA loans, too. She really specializes in helping with veterans and veterans' needs when it comes to housing. So if you're uh, looking for a new house, looking to sell your house, invest in property, check out Lisa Lee Ortel. Call her 414-617-6798, 414-617-6798. Can't say enough good things about her. Real estate, 414-617-6798, and, uh, and she can help you out. Really, really good people. Uh, Lisa also works with, like I said, veterans, understands the VA loans, a certified condo specialist, many different assets there for you. That's Lisa Lee Ortel. Give her a shout. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, we got Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast coming up here in just a little bit. Stay tuned for that. Ben, do you want to tell the listening audience what is coming up tomorrow? Uh, sure. Sources uh, close to the Bill Michaels show have told me <laughs> that head coach Luke Fickle will be joining the show at 1 o'clock tomorrow. There you go. Luke Fickle tomorrow on the program, who has made a a serious... You know, you know, when you show up at a place, you come in and you try to, you know, kind of immerse yourself. You make a few headlines, you know, and you're just trying to, you know, get things going behind the scenes. This guy came in like he was on the 10-meter diving board and made a giant cannonball splash. If you don't have excitement for the Badger football program at this point... They went from a closet that when you opened the door, it was somewhat bare when you came to the uh, quarterbacking department to where now you open the door and it, there's quarterbacks falling out. I mean, it's it's crazy what they've done in the portal and what they've done in recruiting. And uh, we're not even it's not even done yet. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, him and so, Phil Longo, the offensive coordinator, yeah. who I, I'm fascinated by him, just hearing him yeah. speak about everything and what he's done with the position. I mean, the elephant in the room of why he's created such a splash is that he is on Twitter. Right. Like, Paul Christ, he brought in some transfers, you know. He had some good uh -huh. recruiting years, but he wasn't out here like Fickle and Longo getting the people riled up every time someone's going to commit. Right. I think no, that matters. I, I, 100%. 100%. Coach Fickle is on Twitter. He's... He does tweet. He's got. He, he's putting out committed commitments, retweeting people's stuff. Um, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's pretty. Cool. I mean, he's active. He also. So this was a big discussion on Kenny and Heilprin. He had not been seen yet with socks for the first couple months of his tenure. You know, like a lot of the like a PJ Fleck, uh, yeah. just as an example, Barry Alvarez things of that sure. nature, yeah. but he was seen last week. I, apparently he wears like smaller ones that are okay. never above the ankle. Now, right. Zach is categorically against socks and just the use of them having to wear them. He said, if he yeah. made enough money, he would just buy new shoes instead of wearing socks. So that's been a big point of discussion, but it was finally cleared up this week. Okay. Um, first of all, the, the anti sock thing from, from Zach, I, I, I kind of get it, but I don't <laughs> just, uh, I am one to walk around house, uh, by just throwing gym shoes on in and out of studio, just throwing gym shoes on. Uh, I wear the low rise like under armors. So, but not when I'm wearing dress stuff, 
dress stuff, I get creative. I either wear stripes or polka dots or something. Like I've got socks with Harleys on them. I've got socks with sifters of brandy and cigars. I've got socks with beer. I've got I got all kinds of socks that are that are somewhat fun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're a form yeah. of expression at times. Not to mention they are if you very can, they are if you can see them. Yeah, they are if you can see them. I also like to be relatively fashionable when it comes to shoes. I'm I'm a I, I will I will say this I'm a chauvinista. Sneakerhead. Um, no, not sneakers. Dress. I've got uh, side zipper boots. I've got low shoes, high shoes. I wear floor shine gym shoes. Believe it or not. Huh. Uh, oh yeah, I'm I'm a chauvinista. Huh. Uh, not like Kristen. Holy crap. Uh, between her house and mine, I bet you. I, I, I swear to God, I kid you not, I bet you just in my house alone, she's got 60 pairs of shoes. And, and there's probably shoes in here she hasn't even worn and probably has another 50 to 100 pairs at home. She's like crazy chauvinista. I have not bought as much only for the fact that I don't go out as much. I mean, I go out, you know, on weekends and stuff, but I don't go to an office every day or anything like that because I come into the studio here in the house. But, yeah, I... uh yeah. Now I'm obviously not a, not married, nor have I been, to my knowledge. Right. So I I, I have not yet encountered those kind of situations. I always find yeah. you know in, in those settings when I'm not going outside, or even when I do, and it's nice enough out, Crocs do the job. Oh, you're killing me! You're killing me! Crocs are anti-sex. <laughs> Crocs are when you are a monk. And you have taken a vow of silence, a vow of chastity, uh, and you just want to be, I guess, walking around, whatever it is in your monastery, uh, with absolutely no fashion sense at all. And then you can go ahead and throw on a pair of Crocs. Beyond that, no idea. I respectfully disagree. <laughs> no idea. Oh, <laughs> uh, if, if, if Obviously, you would ever... Brett Favre my... notwithstanding. All right. Right? Yeah. Like, that put a bad name on the shoe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't unsee that. Oh, I've never seen it. I've just heard about it. I've purposely yeah. not looked for it. Yeah. Yeah, don't look for it. It's not worth it. Um, there you go. 877-867. That's our, uh, it's our shoe segment of the, uh, of the program today. Thank you very much. 877-867-167. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. So the big news coming out of that whole uh, in, in, embellished segment of crap is the fact that tomorrow on the program, <laughs> Luke Fickle is going to be joining us. So we're looking forward to that. We and went really long. Go ahead. He also did just tweet again that somebody else will be transferring in. So I will relay that information um, yeah. when it comes out. Literally yep. a minute ago. Okay. Luke Fick again. There you have it. Coach Fick. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. doesn't make it a good day until you stop a quick trip at some point or another. Oh, yeah. Didn't get there today, but I'm going to get there later this evening. Uh, and the reason being is, is because uh, it's time to get the car. I find, I don't know if you follow the saga of the... Ben, have I talked much about the door handle on my car, how it broke off? No. Uh, Kristen went to get in the car in the back seat and pulled on the door handle, and the door handle just broke. It's, uh, you know, they're made of plastic, whatever. 
So it took me a long time. I I don't want to go through the whole trials and tribulations of trying to get a door handle for this thing. But the door handle, I couldn't wash the car because it had two holes where the door handle went. So I couldn't wash the car. So I'm kind of like taking it into the self-serves and I'm spraying it off a little bit and just trying to get the salt and the dirt off of it. Finally, the door handle came in and I got it fixed yesterday. And I cannot wait to go to Quick Trip and go through the uh, the uh, soft touch car wash and finally get my car wash. Oh. It'll just, it'll, I, I, literally in the car, I'll just go, oh, and I'll feel better. I'm kind of crazy about the cleanliness of the car anyway, but uh, it's been like driving me batty not be able to get a, not to be able to get a car wash, but I can finally go to Quick Trip. One of the best car washes there are, too, by the way, just for the fact that you can pick it, you can go soft touch or, or uh, touchless, but, oh, I love Quick Trip's car washes. I just do. Just another reason to go there and use your Quick Rewards card and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, can't wait to go to Quick Trip and use the car wash. I know the little things make me giddy, but that's the truth. That's the truth. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to our buddy Gerard listening to us in Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, Bill. Um, you know, te- other teams don't value draft choices like the Packers. So I, I think uh, they give them up. Yeah, they do. But here's the scenario. Uh, Murphy just named this guy named Bill Michaels, as the new GM. So he says, Bill Rogers says to me and he says, I don't get along with LaFleur. Either get rid of me or get rid of LaFleur. And Tennessee just called you and said, well, we'll give you two number ones and a second rounder for Rogers. And you're in a, uh, you know, it's irreconcilable. You can't, you can't correct this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one or the other has to go. All right. And you can get right. that package for Rogers and, or you can keep Rogers and get another head coach. What do you do? Um, I, at this point in time, I'd probably get Rod. I'd probably let Rogers go for that package. Okay. Yeah. For that package. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably, I mean, unless of course there's something to where Rogers wants to, you know, take less, wants to retire here. It means a lot. There's legacy, all that kind of stuff. I get it, you know. Um, I, but I, think- uh, I'll, I'll, but I, I would have to think long after what I saw this year. And again, I don't want to sit here and say I'm going to necessarily doubt Aaron Rodgers, but uh, after what I saw this year, I'd probably have to take that. I'd no, take they that don't deal. Like one another, Bill. That's very simple. I think yeah. they really don't like one another. I think you, you, if you took your case to court, what you said this morning, you wouldn't need Perry Mason. You could bring it in the court and you'd win <laughs> with a jury. It, right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's so obvious to everybody and anybody that says you can't look. When, uh, like I said, we're all Packer fans. and Some have been longer Packer fans than the other, and we've seen a lot more than other people have. You can't look at this through rose-colored glasses. You have to look at it for what it is, okay? And we've right. seen it. You got, you got the dysfunction. You got all the guys screwing around on the field. I mean, come on, that was an embarrassment at home. That was an embarrassment with the way Douglas and uh, what Walker did. I mean, right. Douglas even more so. What was even he doing? I mean, uh, you know, what? that's all, like he said, that's the head coach. That, yeah, so that is. He, yes, you are correct. Says, I'm going to keep Barry. Then he says, I'm going to keep Barry. I mean, come on now. What is going on here? 
Yeah, it, uh, like I said, he's grabbed around the boat anchor, and that's where you have to say, okay, that's, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But if this repeats, then because you held on to the same old, same old, and you're probably out the door just like the rest of them. No doubt. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, the uh, I, I guess they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, Roger speaking and, and, uh, and LaFleur speaking. And I, you know, when it comes to fans, let me, let me ask you this. And I'm going to ask this as a person in the media asking you. So when we play these pressers and you get a chance to hear these players in the locker room speak, and then we get a chance to talk about it and talk about what they say, because some fans will say, oh, screw the media, whatever, you know. And we are a little bit blessed because we do get Rodgers for 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes at times. We are blessed that we do get a head coach that comes in and speaks for 10, 15, 20, 25 minutes at times. But some places don't do that. The access is different because it's very regimented. You get certain guys at a certain amount of time, and that's it. And then, you know, they they do everything they can to walk the line. But when it comes to the head coach and the quarterback, they kind of speak at, at, uh, you know, their amount of time. And they do answer a lot of questions. Now, it may not be to your liking, but they do answer a lot of questions. Do you like that? I've always felt, and, and this is uh, this is from Ben who says, um, when uh, the media doesn't ask the questions that we want to hear, why is that? There's a fine line you have to walk. There is a decorum. Okay, you can't just walk in there and, and be a jag and just say, oh, the fans think you suck. Why don't you quit? You know, or why did you do this? Because you, you, there is a logic to what it is they do. Whether or not they're going to give you that information, that's up to them. But I have always, always felt that one, to have a credential, you are unbelievably privileged. You get to go in an inner sanctum where very few people get a chance to go and mingle with people that very few people get a chance to mingle with. So in essence, what we are when we walk through those doors and what we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to represent is you. We are supposed to be able to open the door and give you an access that we see and as we see it. Um, We can't, like on, on talk shows, you can have opinions. As writers, you stick to the facts. This is what it is unless, of course, you're a columnist. Then you kind of say, here's the opinion, here's what you can make a case for or can't make a case for, whatever. But... I've always felt, and I know people roll their eyes going like, ah, right, here we go again, milk toast, flat mouth of the floor, or this is boring, or that's what. But you get an access through us, and I think that's our responsibility. I think that is uh, something that we kind of look at and, and should look at and say, we're giving you this. So do you like that? Because there are, I mean, you look at like newspapers now. Newspapers, unfortunately, the circulation of newspapers, the instantaneousness of opinions on Twitter and Facebook and everything else, Instagram, where it's just this subjective banner back and forth of sometimes it's educated, sometimes it's just throwing crap on the wall to see if anybody bites at it. Do you appreciate what it is like this show 
you know, when, when we discuss it and then we bring in Mike Clemens, who's there, he's on the ground, and Mike's in the locker room. Do you appreciate that, or is there a different realm you would take it? And I've always wondered that. I've never had the balls to ask it, but I'm asking it. But I thought that I, I – and for a couple of people that were mentioning that over on – on Twitter and sent me an email asking that. I, I, I think it's a pertinent question. So I just wanted to throw it out there. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at The Nice Ash. TheNiceAsh.com. TheNiceAsh.com. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. And if you're going to go watch any of the playoff games this weekend, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, they always have entertainment. Good entertainment, too. Fun entertainment. Music, whether it's relaxing music, upbeat music, sing-along music, jazz music, whatever. They always have something different. It's always cool. Stop out of the nice ash, and uh, whether it's for a sifter of brandy, whether it's for a good couple of fingers of scotch, just a couple of beers, a cigar, a hookah, or just hanging out with a lot of great friends and eating popcorn and watching games. Good stuff from our friends at the nice ash. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com. And as they say, get your ash in here. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have begun rebuilding their roster for 2023. They've signed 13 free agents to the team, including running back Tyler Goodson, third-string quarterback Danny Adling, and linebacker Ladarius Hamilton. Matt Wolfler is holding end-of-season exit interviews with players and coaches, and that includes meeting with Aaron Rodgers today. I asked LaFleur if he's confident players and assistant coaches are open and frank to share any of their opinions or concerns when they meet with the head coach. I hope so. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you that I am going to be just, I can speak for myself in this situation. When I have those conversations, it's it's nothing but the truth, at least from how I see it. Guys have different ways of receiving that. People can get either defensive about it or they can take it to heart and understand what the intent is behind it. And the intent is always to push people to be their best. Wide receiver Alan Lazard becomes a free agent in March. Lazard was asked if he thinks Aaron Rodgers will be back next year. Do you expect 12 to be back in the fold next year? I don't fucking know. I don't know where I'm going to be at. <laughs> I can't worry about somebody else. Have you done any, a lot of reflecting about that? When- you know, definitely going into the game, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and potentially my last game, which it is, um, was it going to be versus the Lions at home. So, um, you know, I took just a few moments just to kind of soak it all in and just, like, pat myself on the back, I guess, and just be thankful for this opportunity and this experience to be here for four-plus years now. That's Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michael Show. We're sitting there talking about uh, Quick Trip in the last break, in the last commercial break, and I had mentioned the fact that I wanted to get my car washed. And Carmen, who uh, her and her husband own Buzzard Billy's out in Lacrosse, literally sent me a note saying, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about it. I'm in the car wash right now about how great the car wash is from uh, from Quick Trip. Uh, speaking of Buzzard Billy's, though, if you're out and about in Lacrosse, oh, my God, what a terrific place. You go to Buzzard Billy's, you go downstairs, you get some really good food, maybe a beverage or two. Then afterwards, upstairs, Starlight Lounge. Oh, it's so good. So good. That uh, that Snickers martini, man. Yeah, I'd bathe in that stuff. I'd take a snorkel, pair of goggles, 
and just immerse myself in it. Starlight Lounge is just so cool. But either place, you can't go wrong. And a huge supporter of veterans. We can't say thanks enough to our friends at Buzzer Billy's and Lacrosse and the Starlight Lounge upstairs. Just both absolutely awesome places. Coming up after the top of the hour, Peter Bukowski is going to be joining us, the Lock on Packers podcast. We're going to talk with him about some of the things that you and I have been discussing today in regards to uh, Matt LaFleur, in regards to Joe Barry, Aaron Rodgers, and such. And uh, we'll get his opinion on all of this. So that's coming up. He had some interesting stuff he was tweeting out the other day, too. And I, I, we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll go through some of it, and we'll talk about it. Uh, but he had some good stuff during the game the other night and over the last couple of days that I found rather interesting that I kind of circled and said, okay, wait a minute, let's take a look at this. Because he had some really, really good points. So, And then after that, after that, Andrew Whitworth, remember him? Big, giant, massive tackle from the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. Uh, he was on the Rich Eisen show, and he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. And we're going to hear that conversation, a portion of it, coming up after the top of the hour as well after we talk with Peter Bukowski. So we got a lot left to go, a lot left to go. Yes, Ben. Bill, I am being bombarded with question requests for Luke Fickle tomorrow. Okay. And I wonder how many of them we should bring to the public sphere to vote on. Uh, people have contacted me in regards <laughs> to whether his ankles get cold, um, whether his team will wear suits coming off of the bus, whether okay. whether Phil Longo is studying agricultural patterns to see if his offense can work in the snow, <laughs> things of that nature. So I'm Who sifting through up, them. I saw something about uh, the amount of salt to be put down on the roadways out in Madison. Oh, that was me. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, thoughts on city planning, the flex lane, things of that nature. Well, Let's be honest. If Luke Fickle wins a, uh, the Big Ten championship and gets into the Final Four, he can pretty much put down as much damn salt as he wants to. Oh no, it's more can, his opinion on on how Madison disperses salt. No, he can. He, no, he can. He can be in charge of that. He can. He can park. <laughs> in, you know, he can be like the most interesting man in the world. He parks in the flex lane. <laughs> you know, that's a legal bill. He can do. That's he can do it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, Luke Fickle, man. He can do anything. What does he think about the crowd at the Kohl Center last night, whether they sounded loud enough on television? You know, a uh, lot of well, different ways I, we could go here. I, you know, the one question I would ask him, and I will, is the students, and I, I know people give me crap about this all the time, the student section is notoriously late getting into, um, uh, you know, Camp Randall. How do you fix that? Because we've talked about that time and again about the admissions process and getting people into the uh, game on time. Yeah, it's an infrastructure problem. That's exactly it. And and that's what I've been told over and over again. It's not the enthusiasm of the students. It's the infrastructure that they have to walk through. So how do you fix that? Because when, you know, you get the deep voice going, you are looking live at Camp Randall and only (laughs) the whole end of Camp Randall doesn't have anybody in it. That's kind of disappointing. We'll do that. Stay tuned. Coming up next, Peter Bukowski, Locked On Packers podcast, going to be joining us. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels show to go. Hey, don't forget uh, our friends at Great Lakes Dragway. The 2023 passes are out and available. Go to greatlakesdragaway.com. Good place down in Union Grove, uh, down in the Racine Kenosha area. Greatlakesdragaway.com. That is greatlakesdragaway.com. More of the Bill Michaels show coming up after this. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.